0: YourWelder.com was built by actual industry welding experts who actually perform this type of work on a daily basis. And here's the best part. They're veteran owned and operated. So go check them out at YourWelder.com. And also feel free to check them out on social media where I'll include their links in the show notes. What are you doing to become the best version of yourself? Where are you holding yourself back in your professional life and your personal life and your social life, where are you holding yourself back? And what are you doing um, to keep moving forward in a positive manner and not be stagnant? I should say it's you versus you. That's all this is this whole, this whole thing called life. It's you versus you. And every day you wake up, You're not in competition with anybody else. You're in competition with yourself. Hopefully you're in a competition to become the best version of yourself ever imaginable. And hopefully your, your growth process is an amazing journey. Hopefully you can look back. If you can just stop right now, wherever you are. Well, if you're fucking driving, don't, don't, don't stop unless you're at a red light. But if you're sitting still somewhere, I want you to close your eyes and think about it for a second. Think about how far you've come in life. Think about those rough days, those tough times. Shit, you might still be in them right now. But keep your eyes closed and think about the future and think about how beautiful things can be for you. If you just keep moving. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. I've talked about this on other episodes, how many times we'll get down on ourselves because of what we don't have or what we haven't accomplished. And we completely glaze over the, the things that we have accomplished and how far we have come. I'm thinking about this this morning because I was on the phone with my father and, uh, this is like the third episode since my COVID thing. And I'm finally feeling better, man. I'm up and out. I'm, I'm walking around, I'm working on the farm again and everything. I'm still a little bit hoarse, but you know, I'll take it. Um, and I was just talking with my father without getting too in depth. And he's like, Travis, you've come a long way in life. And, uh, he goes, do you know that? Do you know how far you've come? And, you know, I know that, that I've, I've come a long way, but to hear somebody else recognize that and say that obviously somebody that you care so much about to just stop and recognize that that's a major accomplishment in our lives when we can stop and just look back and recognize just how far we've come. You know, when, uh, you know Tom Brady just retired, and, and hats off to him on an excellent excellent career. Uh, I was actually going to have him on the podcast uh, t- today, but he had to he had to he had to let me know that he couldn't make it because his he had his big retirement announcement on. So maybe we'll get him back on. We'll we'll get him on here soon. Um, if you believe that, you can go stick your head in a horse's ass because um, me and Tom Brady are not in communication just yet. So normally I have my phone on silent, and uh, not today. Because, you motherfucker, <laughs> I might have to turn it off. I just missed a, I missed a, a call from the VA who took my uh, MRI imaging of my back last Friday. And I still don't have the results, right? And they called and my phone was on silent. I missed it. And I have returned their call eight fucking times. Eight. And they still have not called me back. So it's almost like they're punishing me for missing a call. It's It's ridiculous. But to get back to what I was saying... Tom Brady's career and like, like athletes careers, right? You can, you can see it over the decades. You can watch it and they have achievements and they have accolades in this business that we're in with mental wellness. There are no, there are no fucking accolades, right? There's no, there's no cheering section. Usually, usually the cheering section is completely diminished because we fucking set the bleachers on fire at some point in our life. And there is no cheering section and we have to go through that. We have to experience the highs and lows of this in order to grow. And I hate thinking about all the people that, that ended their journey because they just couldn't take another step forward. But I get it. I know that weight I've carried that weight shit. I'll still carry it from time to time, but I also know nothing is permanent. This shit is temporary and better days come right But I want you to think about just how far you've come. If you've been in that hole, if you've been in that pit, and if you've burned those bridges and you started the reconstruction phase of your life, and you may be building a new bridge board by board, pouring concrete all by yourself, but at least you're moving forward. So to hear my father say that, um, I w I was leaning against my fence, having coffee this morning, right before I went and sat down with my donkeys and he almost stole my cup of coffee. But to hear him say that, it it made me kind of proud, and I sat there and I was like, you know what? He's right. Man, I've come from fucking absolutely nowhere, and I and I'm somewhere now, and 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 I'm I'm moving forward, and it feels amazing. And I think back on all those times when it was you just didn't think that it was possible to smile again, to love again, to to feel grateful again to have joy, to, to, to like be able to say positive things to people, um, man, it feels great. And I hope that all of you are there with me. I hope that that you're able to celebrate that at some point in your life. You know, my whole thing with, with this podcast is just keep pushing, just keep moving, um, grind it the fuck out and you'll get there at some point, as long as you're not doing the same shit over and over and over. Because when we do the same shit over and over and over, we get the same result over and over and over. And that'll drive you crazy. That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. It's not going to happen. So you have to make drastic changes in your life. So where are you? Where are you? Uh, we, we've talked about this on, on the mountain, right? I call it the PTSD mountain. That's like the the, um, the cliffhanger on, uh, the price is right. Are you at the peak of that bitch about to fall off? Are you at the bottom? Are you just starting this journey? Are you in the middle heading up to the top of the cliff where we know once you reach that peak, we know where that goes, or are you on the way back down? Hopefully, hopefully you're on the way back down. Hopefully you're on the way, you know, grab my hand and, and, and let's go down this thing together and set up base camp halfway down and figure out how we can get. To the bottom of this mountain and be whole again. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something real quick that I'm completely uneducated on, which is most things. Um my education doesn't ex- expand too far. Um that's what it's kinda what me and my dad were were joking about this morning on a phone call. He's like, who would have thought, I mean, he didn't call me a dumbass, but he's like, who would have thought you would be where you are. And I was like, well, goddamn, dad. Like he's like, nah, man, you know what I'm saying? Because you were like class clown. And, and I thought you were just going to be this fucking clown. And I go, well, you when I, when I was awarded the class clown in high school, um, I remember I, I'll never forget. This is in my book. I tell, I'll tell the story where my dad was so disappointed with me. Cause he's like, what well, are you going to be a fucking comedian? Well, look at me now, dad. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much how my life turned out. But I was talking with a friend of mine and, uh, we were talking about, uh, guess what? The concept of time. And she, she mentioned how, um, I can't remember the author of the book. She's like, have you read? And I just stopped her. I was like, look, I've, I've, I've read five books in my life. One of them is mine. Um, so I'll let you answer the question. If I've read the book you're about to mention, it's gotta be one of four. So chances are I haven't fucking read it. She started laughing, but, She was talking about the concept of time and how as adults, everything slows down in our world because we do the same shit and we get caught in the same repetitious, if that's even a word, repetitious bullshit over and over. Our day is like Groundhog's Day over and over and over, right? And you would think that by doing the same thing over and over, it would slow down the concept of time. It would make things drag out but actually what she was telling me and she'd be a much better person to talk about this with she's much more intelligent and and understands i guess the, the she she read about it i'm just look i'm going off a of fucking hearsay but it makes sense when we do the same things over and over and we stop having experiences and we stop trying and doing new things time seems to speed up and if you think about it when we're older, I remember being young, and it seemed like the world was moving so slow, right? It just seemed like it was taking forever to become a teenager. Then it took forever to get to fifteen, sixteen, where you can drive, drive at night. Then it took forever to get to eighteen, where you can like go out to clubs. And then it took for well, I was in the fucking Marines. We were clubbing, and you know, we were doing all kinds of shit, but. And it took forever to get to 21 and then you want to get, you know, like, I don't know what the next big milestone after 21 is, I guess 25. Cause you get a drop on your insurance maybe, but life seemed to just go so slow. And then when you get older, I don't know where it happened. I think with me, I think it, uh, it happened right around 35 years old for me and time had just gotten away from me and it, and it is fucking flying by. And I think it's because I don't have a whole lot of new experiences. I'm normally doing the same thing over and over and over again, right? The same repetitious bullshit because we start getting comfortable. We start reclusing. We, and here's the the, the thing when we're, when we're young, you have all these different experiences. You spend all day doing different things, going here, going there, doing this, meeting these friends, going out And the days are, it it just seems so much longer. Therefore, when you're younger, the days, it just, time just seems to to slow down. And I think what she was telling me is in order to slow down time, you got to have more experiences. And you got to crack out of that shell that you're in, me included. And you got to get out and do more things and spend the days doing adventurous things and having a good time. And that's the general concept of it is to get out there and absorb as much of the universe and absorb as much time as we possibly can. And that will slow it down. This young lady also told me she's going to live to be 200. I don't know. <laughs> good luck with that. And she started talking about cryptocurrency and all this shit and a little bit younger than me, but I was like, my head was spinning. Cause I'm like, fuck, if I make it a 46, I'm good. Right? Like I'm, I'm good. And she was saying how millennials and these Gen Z people, they're going to start living to 120, 150. And like, I guess the 120 is going to be the new 60. And I'm like, God damn, I was born at the wrong time. Think about that from an investment standpoint, right? Because I plan my life investing. I've been in real estate for since I was 22. So about 21 years now, check out that math, quick, quick math. Right. And I'm always invested in real estate and one of these days I'm going to have my buddy Randy tapping on and uh, we'll have some real estate talk and he's like the fucking guru of it. But, and I think y'all enjoy that because we're, that's my buddy. That's my best friend. We're shit talkers. We're in the Marines together and we'll get on and we'll do an episode about finances and all. It's just a couple of dumbasses who were pretty, pretty good with, uh, just handling their shit. I'm not saying top of the world of anything, not trying to brag, but where we come from, we weren't expected to make it on paper. Um, I'll let Randy tell some of his story. I don't want to put the cat out of the bag, but it's fucking hilarious. Um, anyway, but from an investment standpoint, can you imagine investing your, your entire life to, um, live your golden years in your sixties and seventies and, and like be out by the time you're 80 be done. Well, now you got to live to 120. So how do you prepare for that? Holy fuck. It's hard enough investing and saving to, you know, for, uh, for your golden years, but man, to get to your fucking platinum years, good luck generation Z and generation X. I learned something else yesterday. Check this out. I've talked about wasting fucking time. And I talk about how the human connection is being lost. I like talking to people. I'm a, um, I don't like, I don't like the whole texting thing. I don't really care for fucking messenger and all that. Um, I've turned settings off because it's just, it's so impersonal. I can talk to a fucking tree. I can talk to a complete stranger and, uh, it, and we've known each other for 30 years kind of thing. I don't have uh, a, a lack of communication. Um, when it comes down to, to speaking to people, I, 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 that's one of the things I do enjoy about myself. I love being able to just talk now. A lot of times I may not talk, but that doesn't mean I can't. Uh, it means it's just cause I don't feel like dealing with people at the moment, but a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how much time people spend on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram and all these apps and shit. And what I didn't realize is I wasn't taking into account the generation Z population. I don't even know where that falls, but I was informed of this. And so I Googled it and I'll be goddamn if they don't spend close to eight hours a day on the phone, on their device, eight fucking hours, they spend glued. Now my generation generation, was it X? whatever we are I don't know. um we spend an average of 3 hours on the phone and I thought that was astronomical but these Z kids it's like 8 plus 10 hours plus 12 hours and it is ridiculous and now like if you if you pay attention to these kids these youngsters or these these whoever the fuck they are <laughs> when you're out at restaurants or where you're, when you're wherever, nothing gets me like watching a whole family on their phone. I'm like, look at these goofy motherfuckers. Why are y'all even here? You're supposed to come to to dinner, sit down, break bread and have community. That's what it's about. I would almost like to use my ranch as a place to invite people to just come and you have to leave your phones in a fucking bucket up by the head of the road and there's a guard with a uh, like an armed guard and a fucking lion and eight pit bulls surrounding that bucket. And only I can call them off. That, like, that would be the call to call off my lions and shit and my pit bulls. But I don't know. I just made it up. But you know what I mean? Just to be able to have a real sense of community. Because look, I'm guilty of it too. I've had my kids stop me from scrolling. Or dad, can you stop scrolling? Because they're sitting there talking to me. And I think about, it, I'm like, you know what? Quality time, dude. Where, where's this quality time going? We're just, we're, we're turning into fucking robots. Are you doing that? Like, are you cognizant of, first of all, I can't spell cognizant. If I, if dude, if I tried to spell cognizant, it would, it would be fucked up. Let me tell, I'm going to tell you all about an embarrassing time when I, I was signing books. This is a cool story. I was, uh, I was signing books after an event. And that I before E except after C rule bit me in the ass, okay? Guy comes up. All my books are pre-filled. They're, they're, they're already filled out. I, f- I personally fill them out because I don't have time after these events. Everything's moving so quickly that when I'm signing books, I, I just... I sign the name, I, I shake whoever's hand, I say thank you for the support, we do pictures, or whatever, and I really appreciate them coming out, but I have to have them pre-filled out, so that's what I do, is sometimes I'll take it an entire day, and sign three or four hundred books, and then when I get to the event, all I have to do for time purposes, and hand-cramp purposes, is to just put their name in. Well, this guy named Keith comes up, and I went to fill, <laughs> I went to write his name, and I, and I wrote, I wrote, um... K I E T H. And then I, and then I put my little comma and he just looked at me and I was like, what's up, man? And he goes, Oh, you spelled my name wrong. Um, and I was like, what are you talking about? I said K I E T H. And he says, no, it's K E I. And I go, I said, like, oh, yes, that's a motherfucker. I, cause that's how we are. We roll with first responders. If I call you a motherfucker, they get it like, right? So I go, I said, motherfucker, what happened to, um, I before E except after C he goes, and, and except with Keith, <laughs> I felt like the biggest dumbass. So I still have that book somewhere because I, I misspelled that name. I got a stack of books with misspelled names in it that I need to donate um, somewhere. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, that's why I like the Dons and the Bobs and the uh, the Ands, um, stuff like that when they come up after shows. Because it makes me, honestly, it makes me look brilliant. And I'm just like, yeah, I got you, Bob. Like, and I don't have to ask. So it's pretty cool. You know, last Friday when I was um when I was laying in that MRI tube getting images of my low back, I was if you've never been in an MRI tube, they're extremely loud. Um sometimes they'll have a uh, a headset in there that you can wear and listen listen to uh whatever station you want. Sometimes they don't have shit, it's just earplugs. Um those are annoying. But this one they, they had um they had headphones, so I was in there listening to some country music, just laying there and I was thinking, think about this. I was laying there thinking they have they have all this technology I'm inside of this tube that is taking all of these images of my internal parts. It can see into me and it can see my bones, it can see my muscles, it can see my joints, my ligaments, all this shit. And when I come out of this tube, we're going to have a better understanding at how to approach my back problems, my back issues. And there's hope. There's hope. And then while I was laying there thinking, and I was like, man, it's sad that they don't have something like this for mental health. They don't have a table and a tube that you can lay on and go inside of and they can look at your brain and see what went wrong so you can come out and develop a plan for making it better. How crazy is that? They cannot do that. There's no technology available to do that. And that's why when you're talking to experts and all that, I take it with a grain of salt. Nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about with this shit. I'm not saying people don't know how to help. But this thing is such a mystery that even the smartest people on the planet sometimes don't really understand it and can't grasp it. There is no technology available that can look in your brain and say, you know what? This is what we got to do. And what I'm getting at is you versus you, especially when it comes to mental health. You have to be able to recognize that you have an issue and only you can fix that. And here's the bad part. You can only fix it by learning and you know how we learn from our mistakes. I don't think there's a single person out there that has a, a mental wellness issue when it comes to trauma, trauma exposure, that never made a mistake and they just fall out of bed and every day is just graceful and peaceful and blissful and they say and all the right things and they do all the right things and it's not like that. They got to go out there. They got to say all the wrong things. They got to do all of the wrong things. They got to... Fucking fake smiles, fake handshakes, fake being proud of themselves. And they got to live in that gutter and they got to live in that squalor and they got to live in that filth. Because the only way to figure out how to be happy is to go through that. And how much can you go through? I'm going to tell you right now, you can go through a fucking metric fuck ton. You can go through so much, and you can endure so much. The trick is, one foot in front of the other, 200 feet at a time. I tell this story all the time when I started comedy. I didn't know where I was going, but I knew if I was driving from LA to New York in the middle of the night that my headlights would only shine 200 feet at a time. You wouldn't be able to see New York as soon as you drive out of los angeles but you'll be able to see 200 feet in front of you as long as you stay on the path that 200 feet turns into 400 feet that turns into 800 feet that turns into 1200 feet that y'all hear how i paused there i'm I'm on my fingers real quick now but do you get it you understand what i'm saying but the second you stop and you turn those headlights off it all goes black you gotta keep the lights on and you gotta keep pressing You versus you surround yourself with good people, surround yourself with positive influences. I talk about this in my course, know the difference between an asset and a liability when it comes to people, cut those fucking liabilities out of your life. You would not strategically invest your money into a liability. No person in their right mind would ever do that. No investor is going to go out there and say, all right, I'm I'm going to put all of my eggs into this liability. Why in the fuck would you do that? A liability is something that takes away from you. A liability is something that costs you. An asset gives to you. An asset brings great value to you. So you invest in that. You invest in Assets, become an asset to people, become an asset to relationships, become an asset to your family, become an asset to your friends. Most of us that are going through the mental health struggle who are caught up in this gladiator arena, this this fucking merry-go-round of happiness and turmoil it gets so exhausting. We become liabilities over time. And you turns out everybody's invested in you and you're a liability and you're taking away from them. And that's why your circle, you see that circle start to shrink because what people realize is like, Hey, I'm going to cut my losses now because I'm, I'm experiencing too much loss with this liability. And before you know it, You turn around and you're like me where you got four favorites in your phone. And usually that's your mom and dad, that's your spouse, and maybe one of your kids or two. And you look at your favorites list. You know, they say say you can tell a lot by a person by how many people come to their funeral. Think about that. If you died right now, how many people do you think would come to your funeral? If you're on the job, a lot. A lot of people show up because that's what the brotherhood does. We show up and we turn out and we support. But think about what if you live past the job? What if you live and have a wonderful life or you just a a normal life and and you're retired and you're 60s or whatever and you die and you've isolated yourself? Who's going to be at your funeral? I don't know. Maybe your kids, your spouse if they're still around, if you haven't pushed them out. Think about that. A lot of you're saying, "Well, I don't give a fuck cuz I'll be dead." But, you know what? Again, what's it say about your legacy? What does that say about the footprint you left on this earth when nobody turns out to celebrate your life? You know, I think about that stuff cuz I'm I'm a deep thinker. I can't help that. You know, I um I pushed a lot of people out of my lives and I was like, "You know, I got a decent following online. I'd get a good turnout on fucking Instagram." on Facebook, but in person, I don't think, I don't think it would be, um, as supportive because I'll be honest with you. I have fucking burned a lot of bridges and I'm not hiding from that. I want people to learn from that. I don't have to get up here and tell every, every grueling story, every bad thing I've ever done, every, every person I've talked down to or, or, uh, pushed away. I don't, I don't have to tell every story about that, but I will tell you, I'm spending a lifetime trying to make it right, um, and some people come around, some people don't, and that's fine, and I don't blame them. but I don't want to see this shit anymore. I don't want to see these young people. you know the thing with the the thing with being a cop and being a firefighter, man, it's glamorous as shit before you get on the job it is it's all shiny. it's just like the trucks, right? when you look at those fire trucks and they're all shiny and waxed up. Think about what's on the inside of those, on the inside of those fire trucks, right? Think about the shit that they've, those, those trucks have gone to, right? But that's a machine. It doesn't have feelings. So it can, it can just keep carrying that load call to call to call to call until the rust starts taking it over years into the job, right? Machine starts breaking down. It's not going to go crazy like we do, but it starts breaking down and there comes a point where you can't you can no longer do the maintenance on it because it's not cost effective and that's what happens to us in this job we start breaking down over time inside it may not it not it may not be on the on the outside you know i hear of i hear of um brothers and sisters taking their lives all over this country veterans of the uh the first responder community current members of the first responder community and one of the things I always hear is like, man, we, we didn't know. We, we didn't see any signs. One, you probably didn't see signs because your department hasn't educated you on the signs. There's a ton of signs. People just don't know what to look for. They're very, there's some, there's some signs that are so subtle, an untrained person would miss it. And that's why it's so important to do this fucking training. It's so important to do the right mental health training. I Notice I said the right mental health training, not. Let's go sit in this fucking PowerPoint by somebody who clearly got all their research from a fucking computer and hasn't, doesn't have any street credibility teaching us this shit. They may be on the job, but they went on a computer and found, found a bunch of the answers that they think these departments are looking for. and There's no credibility. That's what uh, that gets under my skin. Let me, let me get back on track for, I go way off in the left field. <laughs> There's just some things you shouldn't say. Um that's why you versus you is so important to me. And you know, I I think about you know when you when you get naysayers, right? And you get haters, everybody has that shit. Um I certainly, certainly have my share of them. And uh I don't care. I I don't I don't think about them. I don't spend time worrying who approves of me and who doesn't. Because guess what? I approve of me and you should approve of you. That's it. Who is so and so to say anything about you becoming the best version of yourself? So many people, so many people let their lives become dictated by worrying about other people's opinions and that is sad think about the amount of people out there who could be so much more than what they are and they never gave themselves a chance because they worried about what people would think they worried about people what people would say look here man we all have faults none of us are in a position to judge anybody ever for their faults. We should be encouraging people from those faults. Now I'm not talking about going out and committing felonies. Yeah. You, you fucked up and, and, and did something horrible against people. Then fuck you. You know what I'm saying? But we all have our characteristic flaws. No, Nobody's perfect. We hear that shit all the time. I certainly have mine. You know, I, there was a time where I thought I was a horrible human being. I mean, I was ashamed of myself. I hated who I was. Um, things I've done, things I've said. And when you start thinking like that, that, that that's a very dangerous place to be. Um, there's people that aren't proud of themselves when they look in the mirror for whatever reasons. We all have different reasons. And I'll tell you right now, if you, uh, if you spend a lot of time in, in that headspace, it's going to kill you. And you got to learn to get out of there. You're, you're special. You, you are a good person. You just got to find, you got to find it within yourself. You have to be able to be proud of yourself at the end of the day. And however you do that, it's however you get there. But I think a lot of people, they are ashamed of themselves. And I, I'm speaking from experience. I was very, very ashamed of uh, who I was, who I was becoming and it's it's a hard place to be, and it's very difficult to overcome, but guess what? Turn the fucking lights on two hundred feet at a time, baby it, it, it's It moves at a snail's pace, but hey, guess what if you're going to live like my one friend to hundred fifty to two hundred years, you got all the time in the world. so just keep get moving. I want to admit a uh, a fault of mine that that i've been working on for a long time oh that's the fucking va hang on baby well that was a letdown i had to hit pause that was a dentist <laughs> I got so excited oh i just want to know i want to know what's going on with his back anyway where was i oh so one of the faults that i've been working on is um i think it has to do with a uh i don't know if it's a a security issue with myself, insecurity issue, excuse me. But it's, um, I, I saw something that, that kind of stopped me in my tracks and and I felt like this you motherfuckers, I felt like it was, um, directed at me, but, but I know it wasn't. It's was just one of those things. I'm, I don't, I'm not big into words. I'm not big into those posts where people put motivational slogans and all that. I'm just not that. But I saw something that says getting angry at people for making mistakes doesn't teach them not to make mistakes. It teaches them to hide their mistakes. And I thought about that because man, I've made so many mistakes in my life. And when my when my kids, it always goes back to me with my kids, man. I would I, when my kids would make mistakes, I would find myself getting angry. Not not necessarily Visibly, but inside sometimes, like if they, if they'd make a mistake doing something and sometimes I didn't handle that the best way. And sometimes I did come off, off the handle. And then I was like, man, am I just, when I saw that I've been working on this for a long time, um, about being more encouraging when, you know, someone makes a mistake versus discouraging. And I just thought about that from an insecurity standpoint. I was like, man, it's something with inside of me that makes me feel. Better, I guess about getting onto somebody for doing something that I deem is wrong or they didn't do it the the right way. I, I felt like maybe I was doing that because I was putting myself on a platform and putting them down a peg and that's an insecurity problem. And I think I, I was like that because I was at such a low point in my life. I needed a peg to stand on. Um, and I felt so worthless and so ashamed that I needed to prop myself up. And I don't I no longer feel like that. So I don't feel the need to do that shit anymore. But think about it. Do you, do you know somebody that does that? They find everything wrong with anything that anybody does. Anything. And it's always negative shit. And if that's you, if I'm talking to you, I'm not belittling you. Maybe this is um shining a spotlight on on something that you didn't even understand. You didn't even know about And, uh, that's what I talk about in my courses, man. Like I, I just have to get so fucking honest out there. And it's like, look, man, I I did. This shit isn't easy to admit. It's not easy to say these things, but it's true. And if it helps somebody, if you, if you're constantly finding fault with everybody around you, sometimes it it just becomes habitual, right? And 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 it's just habit forming. And so you start finding the negative in everything and everyone around you. And that's a sign that you're not happy w- with yourself. I mean, we've all heard that when we when we were kids growing up or somewhere along the way. oh, uh, when, when people put other people down or whatever, they're just not happy with themselves. That is true. But stop and take a look at it and dissect it for a second. I know that this is, is hitting home for a lot of people right now and it's hard to fucking hear. It's hard to prop other people up. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to encourage other people especially when you're at such a low point but I'm gonna tell you right now when you stop putting people down and you stop discouraging even when you're low motherfucker my phone never rings it's like <laughs> it's getting annoying now because I, I man i'm telling you what i've been i've been wanting to get on here and drop a fucking fire episode and I was feeling it in my bones this morning. I took a walk through my nature trail on my property. And I was like, all right. I, I had to, I almost ran back to the house. So I was like, all right, I'm ready to record. And I get here and my phone's ringing off the damn hook. But instead of being negative, I'm going to be positive, right? Watch this. Man, people really care about me. People are calling me. Well, one's a dentist because he wants, he wants me to come sit in his chair so he can get some money. <laughs> but, but at least my phone's ringing, right? But let's get, let's flip back to what I was talking about. When you're at your lowest point, a lot of times this will help you. And I'm telling you from personal experience, stop discouraging and start, start encouraging, start propping people up even when you're beat down. Because you know what, you know, who does that fucking leaders, leaders do that. Step up and lead, step up, encourage your fellow man, your fellow brothers and sisters, your family. And the next time you want to get mad at somebody for doing something wrong. Remember, you're not fucking perfect. And slow down and talk about situation, manage a situation, learn from the mistakes together with whoever makes a mistake, learn from it, learn together. And you learn through communication. You don't learn through throwing a fucking temper tantrum. Trust me. This is me speaking. <laughs> I've learned all of this. And I still work on this. But when you start propping other people up and you actually really start being happy for people and proud of people, something changes inside of you. You start detoxing from all the negativity. And you start feeling better about yourself. And that's when you start making real big strides. That's when you get, let me tell you something. That's when, that's when you get those, um, those new high beams instead of seeing 200 feet. Now you're seeing three and 400 feet ahead of you, right? Takes time. But these are all little things I'm trying to tell you from, from personal experience that helped and it helped me. And the second I start going down the negative road, I got to stop and I got to, I got to, I have to literally stop myself from thinking that way because it's so easy. It's so toxic to your body. You know, it's like when you put alcohol in your body. Nothing good comes from that. Nothing. And the more you put in there, the harder it is on your body. And the worse it's going to be for your health, right? So negativity is no different than alcohol. You let a little bit in, okay, you can manage. But when you get four, five, six stiff drinks of negativity in you, something changes inside of you. And then now you're doing it every day. You're a negativity alcoholic. I don't know what that word would be, (laughs) but I hope that helps paint, paint a picture of who you're becoming. Don't, don't do that. You have to rid that shit of your body. I'm telling you, man from fuck. It's a beautiful thing. Look, I'm going to say this one last time before it's just, it, this phone is not slowing down. There will not be another episode where my ringer's on, but I have to catch this call. So I'm not apologizing for it, but I'm just letting y'all know. I want to say this and I want to get out of here. It is you versus you all day, every day. Get better, be better, be better than you were yesterday. You're allowed to have shortcomings. Don't beat yourself up too much. You're allowed to make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up too much. You're allowed to feel like shit. Don't beat yourself up too much. But don't get caught in that turbulent rat wheel where you can't move forward. Start thinking positive. Start being positive and and, and your outcome will be positive. I promise you that it's you versus you think about that today what can you do today one simple task today you know they say um habits are formed over doing something like 20 something times in a, in a consistent manner i don't know look it's something like that but every day develop a to develop a positive habit a thinking habit go compliment somebody today go do something nice for somebody today you motherfuckers i swear to god <laughs> I want to throw this phone against the wall. And as soon as I do, the VA is going to call me and I'm going to miss it. And then I'm going to have to wait eight more months to hear what's going on with my back. These, these fuckers are ridiculous. I'm going to tell did I ever tell you all the story about when they almost paralyzed me? Um, I have to get into that another time. (laughs) anyway, Go do something positive today. Think something positive. Go look yourself in the mirror. Go to the bathroom. Whatever you do, I want you to go to the ba- and look yourself in the mirror at some point today and say, I'm a great person because you are. I want you to look yourself in the mirror. Have a stare down contest with yourself. Smile at yourself. Be proud of yourself because you deserve it. No matter what the fuck you're going through, you're still here. You're still pushing. You're still trying. Good for you. I'm proud of you. If nobody else tells you, I am. I'll see y'all next time.